This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings. This Sunday is a special feast in the church. It's the Mass of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. So following Christmas, we always have this special celebration, the special mass that honors and recognizes the Holy Family in a particular way. So be listening carefully as we go through these readings. In fact, on this particular mass, there are two options for the readings. And so I'm going to be taking the options that are offered for year B as we are entering in the year B as we move into 2024 for the liturgical calendar. So let's ask the Holy Family to guide us in this time of celebrating the season of Christmas. But as we go beyond Christmas, that we really learn the lessons that come from the home of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. So let's begin today with the, actually the entrance antiphon for this mass is beautiful. It comes from Luke chapter two. The shepherds went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. There we have that beautiful Holy Family found in the Christmas crash. Our collect prayer takes us into the life of the Holy Family, and the church has a desire, has a desire for us to call upon God to lead us into this Holy Family, and that with that experience of the Holy Family and encountering them, that should change our lives. So let us pray. O oh God, who were pleased to give us the shining example of the Holy Family, graciously grant that we may imitate them in practicing the virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity. And so, in the joy of your house, delight one day in eternal rewards. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And again, I want to go back into that collect. Unfortunately, it goes so fast. We hear that beautiful collect prayer and all of a sudden we enter into the readings. But again, we're asking God who gave us the shining example of the Holy Family. So we're recognizing that God's given us this beautiful gift of new life through 
the Holy Family, through the incarnation, through the nativity, through the raising of Jesus by Joseph and Mary, that God has given us this gift to learn from, but also to experience ourselves. And we're asking that we, we're asking God to give us what we need so we can imitate them in practicing those virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity. What's charity? Love. You know, how we care, how we serve, how we sacrifice for one another. That that those things can be learned through the love of the Holy Family. And so in the joy of your house, God, we will delight in eternal rewards. That through our example, through our our are intertwining our lives with the Holy Family, are seeking the Holy Family in our lives, we will one day receive those eternal rewards. And that is eternal life. It's a beautiful prayer. And we'll continue to reflect on that as we go through these readings. The first reading today is a reading from the book of Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram. I am your shield. I will make your reward very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what good will your gifts be if I keep on being childless and have as my heir the steward of my house, Eliezer? Abram continued, See, you have given me no offspring, and so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, No, that one shall not be your heir. Your own issue shall be your heir. The Lord took Abram outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. Just so, he added, shall your descendants be. Abram put his faith in the Lord, who credited it to him as an act of righteousness. The Lord took note of Sarah as he had said he would. He did for her as he promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time that God had stated. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son of whom Sarah bore him. The word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 105. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Give thanks to the Lord, invoke his name, make known among the nations his deeds, sing to him, sing his praise, proclaim all his wondrous deeds. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Glory in his holy name, rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord. Look to the Lord in his strength, constantly seek his face. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. You descendants of Abraham, his servants, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. He, the Lord, is our God. Throughout the earth, his judgments prevail. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. He remembers forever his covenant, which he made binding for a thousand generations, which he entered into with Abraham and by his oath to Isaac. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Our second reading is a reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, 
By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He went out, not knowing where he was to go. By faith, he received power to generate, even though he was past the normal age, and Sarah herself was sterile. For he thought that the one who had made the promise was trustworthy. So it was that there came forth from one man, himself as good as dead, descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sands on the seashore. By faith, Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac, and he, who had received the promises, was ready to offer his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac, descendants shall bear your name. He reasoned that God was able to raise even from the dead, and he received Isaac back as a symbol. The Word of the Lord. Our Gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came into the Spirit in the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord.
praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As I mentioned, there are two different readings you can choose for this liturgy on this Sunday of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I've chosen the book from Genesis and the Hebrews to look back at the life of Abram. And we hear there's a difference in the the readings we hear from chapter 15, and then it jumps to chapter 21 in the book of Genesis to give us the section of Abram, you know, trusting in the Lord to provide these uh the generations to come, the descendants that will be the heirs of Abram. Now, Abram, as we know, is old. He's childless, and he's been praying, of course, to have the the blessing of a child, but it has not come true yet. I think about Zechariah and Elizabeth that we read about in the Gospels, that Zechariah had that prayer as well, to, to have a child. How, What a lesson we can learn. How how important, what a blessing, what a blessing every single child conceived is in the womb. We should be praying every day for each and every child in the womb to be protected, to be be given the dignity and respect uh, in awe of, of, of humankind that God has given us this gift of life. There should be no destroying of that human life, but it should be beautiful and to see what God has given And so here's Abram. Again, I I just think it's amazing having these conversations with God. And he even, you know, Abram is even bold enough to say, Lord, you haven't provided me with a son. And so all of my, my, my livelihood is going to go to my, uh, my steward of the house. It won't go to my own kin. And like, God doesn't know this, uh, Abram, what a what a what a humble man. But he does trust in the Lord. He puts his faith in the Lord when the Lord says, Look, look at all the stars in the sky. Even more than that will be your descendants. And Abram put, we hear in the scripture, put his faith in the Lord, and he acted accordingly. And and the letter to the Hebrews really continues to remind us of the fact of Abraham. Now we hear, as we're looking back on the life of Abraham, that he obeyed God's word. He obeyed the invitation for the Lord to be patient, to trust, to continue to follow in God's footsteps. And by faith, he received that power to be able to, with his wife, conceive a child. And that child would be Isaac. And Isaac would be the one who all the des- all the, the, the descendants would be coming and bearing your name. Uh, but we hear about the faith of Abraham. And that's one of the lessons I feel we're, we're receiving in there is that in our family life, can be the gift and should be the gift of faith. This is where we receive the gift of faith and can live that faith out. Because in family life, there are a lot of difficulties. There are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of hardships that can happen and that will happen in family life. It's where we experience it all. 
And do we have faith in God through all of those difficulties, through those things that we can't explain, through the hardships for the financial hardships, the, the, the physical and emotional and spiritual hardships, whatever those hardships can be, those tests that we receive, will we be like I with like Abraham to f- continue to have trust and faith in God? It's one of the lessons that family life can give us. And if we've grown up in a dysfunctional family and a family that's had its ups and downs, and yes, most of us have, right, in some way or another, today, today's a new start. How am I in my family life today? Whether you live alone, you're married, you're widowed, you're divorced, you have a bunch of kids in the family, whatever your family situation is, You today can look at that family situation, that life that you have today, and ask for the gift of faith to be trusting in God from here on out. Lord, give me that faith of Abraham to trust and to be obedient. See, it says in Hebrews, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out. He obeyed God's plan. And we learn, some of us not so well, But in the course of family life, we learn about how to obey, how to follow the rules. There are a certain set of rules to live, to be safe, to be kind and loving, you know, and and our parents set those rules, those boundaries to keep us safe, to keep us protected and to help us to thrive in life. There has to be a set of boundaries, and God establishes those boundaries in his own law of love. And so we hear in the Gospel of Luke today to honor this this special celebration of the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. We We see family life being lived out. We see a husband and a wife, and we get the sense that they're poor. They're bringing the very basic way of offering in order to consecrate their child Jesus in the temple, that we get this sense that they don't have a lot, very simple, very humble, poverty is where they live, and yet they're following and being obedient to the law and the culture of their day. They're following the law of Moses joyfully. So one, we see the family, the holy family in the scripture, according to Luke. But we also see Simeon and Anna. And one of the things we recognize from Simeon Simeon and Anna is they can represent the people of prayer, the monks, the, the, the nuns, the contemplative men and women of the church who we may never see. They're in a cloister. They're in a monastery. They're mystics. Uh, they live an ascetic life. They're they're always in prayer and fasting, as we hear in the scripture today. That Anna spent her life after being widowed. She only spent seven years in marriage because her husband died. But she spent the rest of her life in prayer, in worshiping God, in fasting and prayer. That there's a community throughout all time of men and women consecrated men and women who have been that that root, that root of prayer, of trust in God, of obedience. And they, they, they lift us up. Those of us that are working in the world, those of us who are raising families, those of us in family life, 
we're still consecrated to God, but we don't have maybe that ascetic lifestyle. But here are Simeon and Anna, and they are in the Holy Spirit. They're they're cooperating, maybe more intentionally with the Holy Spirit, because their whole life is absorbed in prayer and worshiping God and listening. And here it is pointed out, it's a beautiful part of the scripture that Simeon was given a special promise by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. So that it the promise was that the Messiah would be recognized in his lifetime. Can you imagine the enthusiasm, the excitement, the joy, the wonder, the awesomeness that Simeon must have lived every day of his life from that moment of that revelation, that epiphany that he received, that he would encounter the Messiah. And then the day came and we hear that the Holy Spirit was upon Simeon as he went out, as he went out every day with those families, with those little children to be consecrated to the Lord. This was the day. This was the day that he recognized the coming of the Messiah. And then we get that beautiful prayer, the Canticle of Simeon, which is found in the back of your Magnificat. If you have the Magnificat, you know, Lord, now you let your service, you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. You have kept your promise. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people. We will be able to see the coming of the Lord in Jesus Christ born of Mary and raised by Mary and Joseph, the Holy Family, a light to reveal you, God, to the nations. Jesus is the light to reveal to the whole world his peace, his power, his life, his promise, the glory of your people Israel. Now they can see it. They can actually see it, touch it, worship and obey the Lord. But in the little child, in the humble little child, we will see the glory of your people, Israel. And the church today and for for all of history has prayed that special canticle of Simeon as they go to bed, remembering that God has shown us his peace through Jesus Christ. God is with us. And so we learn this, this sense of awe and humility and trust in the Lord again, like we did from Abram or Abraham, now from Simeon and Anna who trusted in the Lord, trusted that the Holy Spirit would reveal the Holy Messiah and the Holy Messiah was revealed on that day. I want to share with you this reflection because in this special mass of the Holy Family, we are reminded, in fact, I want to start with Pope Benedict, we are reminded of how important family life is. And in the little the little write-up before the readings for today's Mass, Pope Benedict is quoted by saying this, and he's talking about the family, because we're looking at the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And Pope Benedict writes, the family is an intermediate institution between individuals and society, and nothing can completely take its place. That may sound like, oh, sure it is, but do we really recognize that it's within the context of, this is why the church calls the, the family 
the domestic church, the basic cell of society is built upon families. The health of a, of a family will impact the health of a society. If a society is unhealthy, we'll go back to the family. What's going on in the family? It is a unique good for children, the family, Pope Benedict says, who are meant to be the fruit of love, of total and generous self-giving of the parents. The family is also a school that enables men and women to grow to the full measure of their humanity. You know, if we see destruction and chaos today, we have to go back into our family. We have to see what's happening in our families. In, in conversation with God, as the, or there's a great reflection on the Holy Family of Nazareth that says, the Messiah wanted to, to start his redemptive task in the bosom of a simple, ordinary family. You know, wh why was Jesus born? He was born to live, to die, to give us eternal life, to show us the way he took on our human nature, never giving up his divine nature, always fully God and fully man. But he, he came to speak like us. He came to encounter us. He came to live in poverty like us, in difficulties and sufferings, but also in love and generosity. The first thing that Jesus sanctified, he was born in a family to Mary and Joseph. So in the presence of a home, and his home was a cave. It, it was just a little bit of a shelter with maybe some hay and, and barn animals, or not barn animals, but animals that were out in that day, sheep <laughs> and goats. But Jesus came to bring redemption through the family. Joseph was the head of the family. He had a particular role as father to take care of his family, his wife and his child. There's a purpose and a plan for the father and a mother. They're complementary. We need mother and father for the family to be healthy, to be nourished. We need those two to bring about the child, one father and one mother. He was a father according to the law, and it was he who supported Jesus and Mary, it says. You know, and then we reflect that Mary spent every day, like millions of other women, who look after their families, bringing up their children, taking care of the house. This is what Mary did with joy. Mary sanctifies that ordinary daily life that we live in raising a family. A Christian home must be an imitation of this house of Nazareth. A place where there is plenty of room for God so that he can be right in the center of the love that members of the family have for one another. Is your house like that? Is my house like that? That's the question we have to ask ourselves as we ponder this celebration of the holy family of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. Is my family anywhere near that? I'm not saying that it's supposed to be perfect. I'm saying that it needs to be rooted in God and filled with love. It doesn't matter what your bank account is. It doesn't matter where you live or your education. It does matter how you love. It does matter that you're willing to change, to put God in the center of everything. 
Indeed, it has been proved that the health of a society is measured by the health of its families. This is why direct attacks against the family are direct attacks against society itself. Keep that in mind as we look at what's happening in the world. It's not any different today than it was 500 years ago, 1500 years ago, 2000 years ago. Go on. We need to bring God into the family, into the home, and pray for that today. Can you change each and every family member down your streets and in and into the neighborhoods? Well, we can through prayer. We can through prayer. Let's pray for the needs of the families so that if we want a healthy society, we have to begin with a healthy family. And that's through the intercession of the Holy Family, Jesus Mary and Joseph. I'm going to close with a prayer for the family. Let us pray. Oh God, bless our family and all its members and friends. Bind us together by your love. Give us kindness and patience to support each other and wisdom in all we do. Let the gift of your peace come into our hearts and remain with us. May we rejoice in your blessings for all our days. Amen. And may God bless you. May have a very blessed and Merry Christmas. And may Jesus, Mary, and Joseph always reign in your hearts. God bless you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.